Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Chatterbox Video Game Radio Show. My name is Alon. And my name's Ara. Now, I'm back. You're, I'm, you're so back. I'm back from my trip. I went away, and it was good. To a place that shall remain nameless. Uh, no, not at all. I think I've already said it's Iceland. I think they call it the land of fire and ice. I don't need to talk much about it. It's a good trip. If you have the opportunity, totally go. Just make sure you have your life savings in tow, because that place, that place is pricey. Let me tell you, you need to have some excess cash. I did not have excess cash. I had excess ignorance upon my departure. This is normal for an American overseas. Yeah. And uh, then you go and you realize, wow, that is a lot of money that I just spent. Was it like uh, how like in London, like everything's like double, basically? Yeah, it's more expensive than London. It's the most expensive place that I'm aware of. It's ridiculous. Wow, that's exciting. So we, we found ways to eat relatively cheaply and... Whatever. We booked our hotel far in advance, so... Now, actually, we don't even think they charged us. It's weird. Kind of had their heads in their butts, but... Anyway, the only video game-related thing that happened in Iceland, if you've been following our Facebook page, I posted a couple pictures, interesting video game sightings. First of all, one thing I didn't put on our Facebook page, there was a... Okay, so, let me back up a second. Iceland, uh, kind of a small country, at least compared to the U.S., um, especially when you're talking about population, right? So land mass is one thing. But America has something like 320 or 330 million people. This place has one one-thousandth of the population of the U.S. It has 300,000 people. And somewhere around half of them are all in one city, in, in Reykjavik. So you're a thousand times more likely to be related to a random person that you meet on the street. Oh, yeah, actually, <laughs> since you mentioned that, if if you're a citizen of Iceland, you get access to a special like government-run registry where you can look at everyone's lineage, which is interesting because nobody there has a last name. They're all like what? they're all first name, son or daughter of the other guy. So like when when you see the name Johnson, it's because yeah. you're, you're literally the son of a guy named John. So everyone there is son. Everything is something son or something's daughter. Daughter. Yeah. And so if you're a dude who has a, a son and a daughter, both of them have different last names from one another and a different last name than you. This right. is crazy. And except by happenstance, if you're named the same name as your dad, and then you have a kid, then his last name will be the same as your last name. But anyway, not important. Point is, you get access to basically this like lineage thing. So you can log in on the internet if you have a special like government provided PIN, and then it helps you see like if you're related to other people or how you're related to other people. Which I can imagine uh, for such a small country, uh, maybe a quite a valuable tool for dating. Yeah. I don't know if that's the reason it was put in place. I think it was more because they're super like obsessed with just record keeping in Iceland. But now it probably serves as a way to avoid dating your cousin. In if fact, you really want. Yeah, one of our, our tour guides was Which is like, usually good. Yeah, so some people I work with, every time I work with someone new, like a new bus driver or whatever, because tour guides Most always you know, have a bus driver, like I always check to see who I'm, you know, how I'm related to that person. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, we, we could date. We're, we're seven generations back. That's okay. Yeah, so it's not who's your cousin. It's just are they too much of your cousin? How close of a cousin? Yeah. Anyway, I had fun there, but there are a few video game related things that happened. Just sightings. So they had a PlayStation Four banner on the side of a building in Reykjavik, and that was weird to me because uh, only about fifty people total could possibly see it. Well, a little (laughs) bit more than that, but. But it's strange because, I don't know, I don't, I don't think of games going to Iceland very quickly. I mean, it takes a while for games to get to different countries. But they, they totally speak English, so that's cool. Um, but it was still weird to see a big PS4 banner on one of the buildings. I didn't get it. Uh, but it was there. I also, in a flea market, this is something I did post on, on our Facebook page, they had, someone was selling, I have no idea how much they were selling it for, but was selling a, uh, a PlayStation 2 network adapter without the phone jack. So you remember when they released the network adapter that you like plug in on the back and it also connects the hard drive? Because that was... Was that because they didn't have an RG45 connector in the back? Yeah, the PlayStation 2 had no built-in networking. Okay, I believe you. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, set, the newer model might have. I don't know. I don't think so, though, because they didn't really do much with online. Okay, and they don't have any... They've never had landlines in Iceland, so... They do. Oh, they have that. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, this this device didn't have the phone jack, right? Which is weird because that released in America, but only with the Linux kit, which I have. 
which is why I know this. Uh, so before the network adapter was available on the market, the Linux kit was available, and that used a hard drive and the network adapter. So that's weird. So I don't know if that was like a Linux kit network adapter, which is super rare, or if in that area, in that region, they just released the network adapters without a phone line. Yeah, I don't know. What I do know is that apparently there is uh, some kind of major surplus of 12 gig hard drives in that country. For what reason? Um, I don't know, but weren't you just telling me that they have 12 gig PS3s there for some weird reason? Yes, I think that's a standard thing. That's not just Iceland. I, I have a feeling they started putting flash drives in there, like uh, like Microsoft did with the 4 gig Xbox yeah, 360s. Yeah, but 12... Okay, look, I know 12 better than 4 because 12 bigger than 4. Yeah. But... Four is really cramping your style, even if you don't have anything, because that means you can just load maybe like one disc game or less and not have any room left. Yeah. And at least with 12, you can comfortably have your disc game preloaded on the hard drive. It could be 20 gig drives with an 8 gig operating system. I don't know. And then you have like, you know, some room left to download Tetris. Perhaps. So. I didn't look into it further, but I can tell you there was a huge price difference. It was like somewhere on the order of three hundred versus five hundred dollars. Because they're on an island, so everything more expensive. Yeah. So everything's more expensive. And actually, this I'm going to mention that. So Last of Us came out. I don't know sometime in the last month. People have been talking about Last of Us all over my Facebooks, all over everywhere. So I was like, everybody seems to love this game. Yes, yeah, so like I'm gonna when I get home, I'm gonna play some Last of Us. So first of all, while I was still there, I noticed the price of the game. And in case you guys weren't aware, those of you who are listening who are Americans, and I realize we have listeners all over the world, um, in America, a game is priced, or the, the retail price opening day is 60 bucks. That's pretty much the standard across the board for all the systems. Yeah. In Europe, first of all, there's not really a standard, but you're going to be paying about $100. This was true back in the days of the Genesis. It's still true now. Games will cost you about 100 bucks brand new. It's, like, uh, it's kind of like cars. It's it's, it's like the number yeah. is the same, but the unit is different. So it's for some reason, and I, I never understood this. No. I never understood why, like if I, like my car, if I bought it in Europe, it would it would be like yeah. twice as much. Yeah. It was it's like a hundred or twelve thousand krona, which is converts to about a hundred dollars. Yeah, um, it's absurd. Anyway, with the few minutes we have left, I'm gonna tell you a little bit about my experience with last of us yeah i'm i'm really curious to hear about this because i've actually played absolutely zero technically it's called the last of us so first of all people are all talking about it but then i read an article that talked about some of the science behind the story in the last of us oh boy and that was like oh i totally want to try that so um so anyway i decided when i got home from iceland i was like you know what i want to do i have a few more days of vacation left i want to just sit and play a video game like for days I want to play a game, and that's what's that's going to be my life because I haven't done that in ages. You know what's ironic is that I've been getting that exact same sense coincidentally this past week. Really? It's just I haven't. I've been thinking for months. Bought any games yet? But but this was like the time to do it. It's like it's a story based game, but it's not so huge that it's going to take me a week to get through. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get this. Also, since it's like heavy on story. I knew that it would be a bunch of used copies a couple weeks after the game hit the market. So, no, no online pass for The Last of Us? Uh, there, there is. There is an online pass? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wow, and I thought I was just making a really facetious joke. No, I'll explain this. So anyway, so I go on Craigslist. I find a copy for 40 bucks. The guy says the online pass is still valid. Uh, I get the game, make sure there's no scratches, whatever, bring it home. I notice there's no instruction manual in it, but I don't know. Is it because it doesn't come with an instruction manual? Because these days they're all digital? Yeah. Or is it because the guy just didn't give me the instruction manual? So I asked our friend Joe, who was talking about how much he likes the game. And I said, hey, did this even come with an instruction manual? He said, no, it did not. And I said, okay, good. Well, then I didn't get shafted out of an instruction manual. Um, by the way, regarding the online code, the guy promised me it wasn't used. But it's not like a scratch-off one. It's just on a, an insert right. in the case. So there is an online pass. You have to put it in. It doesn't just come with the game standard. What pray tell could the online pass do or prevent you from doing? Well, there's a multiplayer game, and there's the storyline, which is really what everybody's playing. The multiplayer is just some additional crap they added on. So there's actually a multiplayer mode. There is this multiplayer entire time, I thought that it would be great shtick to pretend that such a narrative-heavy game had some kind of crazy online versus mode that you would have to buy the game new in order to enjoy 
But you're saying, in fact, it's doing exactly this thing. Yes. I imagine I could pay for the online pass if I bought it used, and that's their way of protecting against used sales. Wow. Which is also ironic because they just talked about how they're going to let you trade games and use games and all that. Meanwhile, their biggest like Sony property game just came out has a we don't want you to sell used games protection method called the online pass. Yeah, but you could play the story. You could play their game totally fine without this yeah, pass. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And plenty of used copies have the online pass because no one cares about the online part of this the game. Is, this is interesting. This okay. could be the... Anyway, keep going. So, But let me tell you what happened next. So first, I popped the game into my system, which is, of course, telling me about some update that is needed because you always need a friggin' update with the PS3. But I was like, you know what? I'm not going online. I'm just playing the single player of this game. I don't care about updating my system. I'm not going to spend an hour doing that. That's right. So I didn't. So, but when you pop it in, you know how in the the cross media bar, the cross whatever bar, um, it shows you, you know, the icon for the disc. But in this case, it also showed an icon, another disc. So there's two, two pieces of software on this disc. One of them is specifically the software manual. Oh, okay. You know what? They used to have that buried, I think, in the options screen. And that's where it should be. But for some reason, they make it its own thing. Because so I can't even look so, at it during the game. Because people don't know to press triangle because it's buried. Much in the same way that when you say cross media oh, no, bar, nobody be, will know what that is. It should be inside the game when you run the game. Oh, fair enough. I should be able to like pause it and go to the instruction manual. Yeah, fair enough. But no, I have to, I'm not playing the game, which is fine. I don't care about instruction manual anyway. But out of curiosity, I'm like, I'm going to check this out. Yeah. I'm going to go in there. Let's be and you know, what it, you know what it tells me when I try to load it? I would love to. Oh, know. there's an update for this piece of software. Yeah. There was an update for the manual software. I think it might be the same update, though. Uh, no. And it's just asking you for it regardless of how you go in. No? I mean, I, that's not the impression I had. Yeah. But I don't really know. I'll, I'll talk more about this when we get back. Okay. Chatterboxers, how much do you love Amazon.com? Since you're like me, the answer is a lot. And since you love Chatterbox almost as much, here's what I want you to do. Next time you get a new game, a pair of socks, downloadable MP3, anything really, go to helpchatterbox.com. It takes you to Amazon, but when you buy something, we get a piece of the action. That's good for us, and Amazon feels good because you didn't buy it from GameStop. Helpchatterbox.com. Remember it. Bookmark it. Tattoo it backwards on your forehead. And yes, all I'm asking you to do is buy stuff you are already going to buy. Just do it at helpchatterbox.com. And we are back, and Alon is talking about... The extremely popular The um, Last of Us. Last of Us, which yeah. is not a game about cannibalism. Strictly <laughs> why would, speaking. Why would you bring that up? Just go with it. Okay. Going. Because, wow. Just keep going. Okay. It's, it's ironic. You should say that. <laughs> uh, no spoilers, though, because we don't do that on this show. We <laughs> would never do such a thing. <laughs> um, all right. So it's talking about running the instruction manual. Software. I haven't even played the game. The instruction manual <laughs> was 17 megabytes. The update was 12. Oh. And so I have to wait another few minutes. Uh, to up- it's just It baffles me that I had to update software. Like, how could they get that wrong? And this goes back to the point that we made before updating games was such a popular thing. It's not thing. them getting wrong. It's just like that's their normal thing now, especially for first party because they can they don't have to pay themselves to but, do it. So you remember when so the online became a standard where like this is lame because now they're going to update games and yeah. they're not going to put as much effort into the game in the first place. Right. They can't even get a software manual. A software It, it may not have been like manual. that though. Well, suppose it came down like this. It could have easily gone like this. They're like, "Okay, we have to update the game." And, oh, there's a typo on page four. So when they're updating the game, they might as well just update the manual. I don't think it's a 12-megabyte typo. Yeah, but you don't, like, the way these things work, they may have to actually, like, re-upload the whole thing. I mean, it's, it's inefficient, but it just depends on what their pipeline's like. Fine. Either way, it means they let a typo go through. And lame, right? And, and 
then we, we talk about the, the Xbox One. And they're like, oh, well, we changed. We'll talk about this later, right? But we all know that they changed their mind on the whole uh, oh, right. the, the licensing or whatever. And, well, yeah, well, we knew from day one there was going to have to be a download, uh, you know, a software patch when you first plug in the system. And I'm like, well, if the whole point is to allow people to play offline, but you have to go online to get the damn patch. It was very bizarre for them to announce that. This stuff is getting spun so strangely now because they were saying it like it's something good. And I can't conceive of any consumer ever envisioning that as something good because it's like the day one patch. Yeah. Well, it's it's, it's like it's like they, they were just saying. I mean, I mean, did you get the same read? It was no. almost like they were like saying, like, yes, yeah, so we're going to have a day one patch. Like that's a good thing. No, that's not what I got at all. No, okay. no. they were they were saying, well, you will need to patch it, but after you do that, why would they you're s- going to have all this freedom that you wanted? Oh, I see. The irony is that the freedom they wanted was from online, and you need online to get the freedom of being offline. Yeah, it's is weird. I don't know. It's such a big mess. Anyway, back to the PS3. So, I updated the manual to check it out, and that, that's my whole story about the manual. It was just weird that you would have to update the software manual. And then I get in the game, and uh, I'm not going to spend an entire show talking about this game. It's a good game. Right? It is. It's genuinely a good game. Everyone talks about how it's amazing. It's the best game ever. Best game story. And there's some things I want to talk about relating to the game and how it manages story and all that. But I think it'll be better after you have a chance to play it. Yeah. So, I so, just how, it. so how long was it for you? Let's, let's just um, spend another minute because there's a couple so things I'm curious about. I went almost... Oh, I didn't mention. So I said I wanted to play the game, right? Uh, that's how I'm going to spend more of my vacation. I actually started playing it at like 2 p.m. on Friday. And I didn't stop playing until like 1.30 the next day when I finished the game. I just, it's the only time I've ever played a game, just one sitting all the way through, never turned off the machine. My wife made me breakfast the next morning and I just like, I ate it real fast, like two minutes while the game was paused. And, uh, so a 24 hour actually, session, basically 24 hours. When you look at the game time played, it was like 22 and a half hours, but that's probably cause like you die and go back to a checkpoint or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, was this, I, I would, I'm seeking a very succinct response. Was this like a story or is this like a game? Well, it's both. It's, okay. Was it challenging? Yeah. It, it's, so we talk about the whole idea of narrative versus game. Yeah. This game does a fantastic job of doing both. And that's one reason people like it so much. It's, mm. It is a clearly story-driven. Like it has a quality story that you want. You care about the characters. But, uh, I mean, it's very much... You in, care? In some ways, it's like... Uncharted. I mean, it's made by the Uncharted people, right? Right. Um, so it's like Uncharted, but it doesn't do some of the stupid crap Uncharted does with all of like the cheesy things where you're just, here, press right. Or like, press up to stop him from falling from the train that's over the cliff. And maybe press left once. And like a couple cheesy God of War type sequences to get through a very large cinematic event. Um, so they don't even resort to that business. There are a couple instance w- instances when they do that, but it's not because they're pretending it's gameplay. Yeah. They just... It's clearly a cinematic, and they just, I think, want to make sure that you're paying attention. <laughs> like, it's not a gameplay. But the, the, irony, the irony of doing that during cinematics, incidentally, is that I find that you, you get so caught up in doing the mechanics that it actually is hard to pay attention yeah. to what's no, really happening. That, they do that, like, twice, and it's like they put the word, the, the X on the screen to yeah. indicate they have to press X, and you just have to press X. It's not like it might be Y or it might be square or something. Like, just to make sure you're still alive. Yeah, like we're not going to move on with this cinematic until you press X. <laughs> um, so it wasn't – that didn't bother me much. Uh, I got over that very quickly. But, yeah, it does a great job with story. It doesn't waste your time with useless quick-time events. You're satisfied? You feel uh, satisfied? Absolutely. I heard – I read one review on Metacritic say, like, Basically, it was the perfect length. Or maybe there's an IGN review or something. Like, it was just, it was yeah. perfect. They gave me exactly what I wanted. It ended appropriately. It was just, it was good all, all around. And they do some interesting things in terms of story and how you present story in an interactive medium that I want to talk about. But again, I want you to play it first. So, yeah, if you could play the whole game week. through, that'd be awesome. If you could play half of it, whatever. Uh, but it takes 20 to 24 hours. That's, that's we'll the common see. amount of time that everyone's been saying. We'll see how much I can muster through. We'll be taking um, bets on how far will Ari get through The Last of Us before he rips. Yeah. No, he won't rip his hair out because he doesn't have any. But there was one time up. where I got like one time during the very end of the game. There's a part that 
really bugged me because it's you know how games like they train you to do a particular thing and then suddenly it does something totally different yeah yeah and you feel really yeah like there's a part where the character well the whole game there's no jump option like it doesn't there's no jump action obviously there are times when you like climb up to a higher pedestal or something so there's a a climb or something but it's all very context sensitive there's a part where you have to jump and so you have to like press the right button to jump except it doesn't put it on the screen like press x to jump like sometimes it'll actually say like press press this to do something on the screen yeah um it doesn't say that you just have to do it and if you don't you like fall and you have to go back up and do it again and again and again until you realize like you just have to know to press a context sensitive button that's interesting. I bet in text, I bet they just in their testing, like people just more people just instinctively pressed X, and so they were like, yeah. "Oh, this tests well." Obviously, I didn't do it. I had to go to to YouTube and watch. Well, how are they doing? Because there's something oh, yeah. missing. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing about testing. Sometimes is that if you if you um, if you rely too much on testing and don't use your brain, then things fall through the cracks. Well, because testing doesn't cover. I everything. didn't like cheat or do anything in the game which there's not really a ton of opportunity to do that most mostly you can just figure stuff out but there were a couple bugs actually um that bug bummed me out but this one particular incident like i was ready to just screw this i'm gonna cheat and see what happens so i saw like a video walkthrough they didn't say it they didn't say you have to press x they just showed the character do what he does as if it's a totally normal thing oh so you that doesn't happen unless you press a button you considered like looking at external information as cheating Yes. Okay. All right. That's yeah. cool. But I was like, no, all he does is... Ju- like, I was thinking maybe there's some other puzzle element, something you have to do yeah. in order to enable the character to get from I know. here to there. I know. We've been... Like, no, you don't. You just have to jump. We've been plagued by things like that yeah. for but years. Those, those sort of annoying instances are very infrequent. For the most part, the game is just... It's, it's relatively good. It does an excellent job. I don't think it deserves the ridiculous, like, perfect score accolades that it's been getting. Uh, but I would definitely classify it as very good. Right on. Uh, not not as perfect or maybe okay, but but it definitely qualifies for very good. Well, you know what does not qualify for very good? No. Uh, sales of Grid 2. Okay. So you guys know I've been following this. Because you want to get a copy of Grid 2 without paying a lot of money. Yes. And Craigslist, man. I found this. Well, no, see, I want the online, so I want to buy it new. But so, it, they'll say, like, it comes with the online pass. Ah, touche. I've never actually followed, because we all know that, like, prices drop. This is, like, a common thing. The retail game comes out full price, and then it drops over time. And I have not until now actually followed not only the price drops, but the sales of a particular game I'm interested in until now. And so I just want to share this, because I find it pretty interesting so grid 2 hasn't been selling that well okay. not a surprise uh actually it might be hard to get a used copy for that reason well uh, maybe so it was 60 bucks when it came out right and i'm going to say real prices not the uh 59.99 bs right guess how much it sold first week in the u.s how many copies yeah i don't know fifteen thousand. Uh, about eleven thousand. Okay, I wasn't far off. Yeah. So second week, guess how much it sold? 7,000. 2,600. Wow. That's that a drop a of miserable sales over record. 70% from week to week. How much did the first one sell? Uh, way, way more, by the way. Uh, I, don't, I don't have the number in front of me, but it was much more. Uh, by the third week, guess how much they sold in the third week? I'm going to go down to almost zero. It's uh, 1,300. So it's about half that. So it dropped about 70%. And then the second week, it dropped about 50% again after okay. that. Is this including all, all platforms that exist on? Um, you know what? No, this is just PS3 US. Okay. So, I mean, the game so far is like, I think, worldwide made around 100 copy, 100K copies. Okay. But still, I mean, it's pretty bad. And we can tell it's pretty bad because somewhere it dropped to 50 bucks. And, well, it's July now. The sales numbers are off by some weeks. I'm just getting these from VG charts. And uh, around the 25th, it dropped to 40 bucks. So it's holding steady at 40 So what was the time difference from release to the first drop? Oh, it was about two weeks, man. Just two weeks? It was about two weeks. And then another two weeks and it dropped again? And then about another week for it to drop another $10. Wow. This is it's pretty fast. A couple more words about this when we come back. 
to me, Mario. You're listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. It's a number one. Welcome back, everyone. I want to remind you of our sponsor, uh, the University of Advancing Technology. Their website is uat.edu. Please check them out. We have our own website, uh, which is, you know, chatterboxgameshow.com. But our Facebook page is facebook.com slash chatterboxvideogameradio, like the name of the show. And before we move on and get back to your discussion of Grid 2, um, if you listen to our commercials instead of skipping through them, you probably hear me... Uh, recite a really annoying and far too long and uninteresting commercial about helpchatterbox.com and how that, you know, gets us a little little bit when you want to go shop at Amazon. Um, FYI, if you're going to be pre-ordering Xbox Ones or PS3s or 4s, excuse me, or buying any of the games for those systems through Amazon, it would be a great opportunity for you to use helpchatterbox.com. Uh, it takes you right to Amazon, and you buy stuff, and it just gives us a kickback. So uh, totally do that, because that's awesome. I just reserved my Xbox One yesterday at the official Microsoft store, because you still can. And uh, my understanding is that at Amazon, the systems were like pre-order sold out in like a day or something. So I missed the opportunity for that. But I like the idea of buying it from like the, the official company store. The same mall, by the way, the Scottsdale Mall which has the original Microsoft store, uh, used to also have a Sony store, but that left. So I couldn't also pre-order the PS4 at the same mall. At do the it, same do time. anybody, does anybody actually buy things at these stores? Uh, yeah, plenty of people do. Oh, okay. The Microsoft store is not ridiculously overpriced. Like Sony's stuff is all ridiculously overpriced. doesn't yeah. matter where you buy it from. I mostly but, was talking about Sony because I've seen those Sony specialty stores and it's funny because I've never seen anybody actually purchase Oh, yeah, no, it's absurd in there. Absolutely absurd. But... Um, Electronics, well, video games and computer stuff t- tend to have pretty solid pricing. Sony, because it's their brand that they're selling. Yeah, but they always, you know what? They always had really cool Sony equipment that you had like never seemed to have seen in any other store either. Yeah, so. now it seems like i gotta got to go to the Metreon. Um, I'm going to yeah. reserve my PS4 direct from Sony online, I think, because they do let you do that. So, But anyway, I went to the Microsoft store. I quick and easy, put my 50 bucks down. They won't even let you pay for the whole thing. Um, oh, well. Yeah. Anyway, say la vie. <laughs> okay, so back to Grid 2. You say that two weeks in had a first price drop. Another week had another price drop. Yeah, I mean, so right. Like about three weeks in, it went from 60 to 40. And That is that is a pretty quick drop. So I'm, I'm also looking at like some other cheap games and, you know, I'm like looking at like Shift 2, right? And Shift 2 is not new. It's old. It's like a year old, if not even older. Is that the game you got for five bucks? No, that was the Need for Speed The Run. Okay. S- a smoking deal, which uh, the game is almost worth five bucks. I, I, don't even get me started. Oh, <laughs> it's not even because like the game of the game itself. It's just the insanely long time you have to wait. In, like Anyway, I'm not going to get into that. Maybe they updated it. Maybe they fixed load time. No, they didn't. It's really bad. Okay. Anyway, that kind of killed the whole thing. But anyway, anyway, anyway. This is – I mean if this is not a more blatant – here's – I just want to spend a minute on this because it's, it's really important. But it's not – it doesn't require that much elaboration. No, these companies are treating us like um, – the. I feel like in the economy of the game industry in general, the the psychology of the 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 consumer is like completely ignored. I feel like when it comes to buying practices, spending habits, and anything beyond like the first glance, like what are we doing here to our consumers? Kind of thought, right? I'm not following you. And okay, so here's what I'm talking about. No wonder they're like this dropping price thing is obviously a thing that they've been doing for years and years and years and years. That's how the world works. Yeah. Yeah, but it seems to get I mean it's it's pretty extreme right now and it seems so obvious to me that what they're doing and I hinted at this last time or one of the previous times that they they're tr- they're training us to wait. They're literally training us to wait. 
to well, buy, and I don't understand why um, this is not really like a subject of discussion at all. Uh, because most consumers want it now. They're, they're willing to pay and just buy it right away. I mean, you know as well as anybody that the most copies of a game, most issues of a book, most no, but that's, attendance that's to a thing. movie, they that's, all happen at day one. Not, well, I don't, I don't know if I want to say most or least, but the thing is is that like a lot of these other games – I mean I've been looking at a lot of graphs on this VG Charts uh, site and you know, a lot of the games that you would expect are like actually good games that have good word of mouth. They have right like what the salespeople call long tails, which is like it doesn't like just go down like this like reverse exponential curve. Grid two is like a really really extreme example of it. Yeah, I mean you're always going to get examples like you that. Know? And this this game, I'm just afraid. Look, here's the bottom line. I'm just afraid that all of this experimentation with pricing models, especially with all this free to play stuff that we're doing right now. We're having effects on people's buying habits in ways that I think are are not really clear, and won't maybe might not even be clear for several more years. But I feel like we're we're as an industry we're affecting how people buy things, and I feel like it's something really important that people should be looking at, and we're not really. I don't, I, I see this as just a simple supply demand curve, you know, and the finding the right price, whatever it's. It is for this, right? But what we're doing, like consider what's happening in the entire industry at large. We're scrambling to like think – like figure out any kind of payment scheme or model. Sometimes scheme is a better word to to make money and when somebody hits a scheme that's really profitable, like this whole like uh, – you know, the, the whole free-to-play stuff, Right. The whole free-to-play model is hinged on the idea that you have uh, – it's dependent on the fact that you'll, you'll get so many users because it's free-to-play, right, that just by sake of volume, there will be enough people who choose to buy in-app purchases to basically cover – and you know uh, what's the word? Basically subsidize all the people who aren't paying. And the idea is you hopefully make just as much as you would or even more – uh, with the traditional pricing scheme, but I just I just feel like there's um, there's such a focus on what's happening immediately, right? Like free to play is very is big right now, and it is the dominant scheme in terms of pricing. And there's a lot of weirdness going on. It's it's getting weird to the point that people are you know marketers are having serious discussions on well what if Right? Like, what if we actually pay users? Right? Like, let's go below negative. Because the whole model is just dependent on this, like, uh, what's the word? You know, you have to get over, like, once you get this, like, uh, critical mass of users, then you start raking in the dough. Right? So, like, well, why not actually pay users to reach that critical mass if that's what it takes? But I feel like a lot of this, like, all this analysis that's happening, all this... Everything that we're looking at, we're not looking at, well, how are people's habits changing? And that's what really scares me. Um, I suppose. I and maybe suppose you're right. Maybe, maybe people's habits aren't changing, but I'm, I don't believe that, actually. I think that people's habits are Well, I just see them changing. as two different things. I, I, this, this example that you're giving is very classic supply-demand. Yeah, you're right. It is. And I'm, I'm, kind, of like, I'm kind of conflating two yeah, things. The, the free-to-play model, totally different issue. One that could could be of concern, right? It doesn't bother me that much anymore. I've I'll tell you one way that they're related, though, um, is that, I mean, I, I'm at least they stop, as much as I want games to be as cheap as possible as a consumer, uh, I think that there's a danger to even these traditional retail games, right, when they become too cheap. At least they stop around like 20, 30 bucks for the retail games, Unless it's like a really, I mean, you'll get lucky with the run, I guess, for five bucks. But they usually stop that, around like there. That wasn't a, a suggested retail price change. That was just one store saying we want to unload this game. Yeah, yeah. That was, a, I mean, that was kind of a fluke, right? Like if you find it, it'll like it'll be the like price 15 drops bucks. that you're talking about. I'm sure are official price drops. Yeah, exactly. They're not just stock clearance. Yeah, 
Um, I mean, just like, just consider like also like what kind of psychological effect does it have? If uh, I mean, if in Nintendo days, right? I mean, we didn't have those price drops, did we? In the eight bit days, I mean, they happened. I just think that we were more blind to them. Yeah, they were four games were forty or fifty bucks, and then they there were a were lot games more that were twenty. They were a lot more older. gradual, you know? It seems like a lot more extreme now, you know? They're... Well, the market is busier. Yeah. When the market is busy, people have to make moves. So that's... Okay. I'm tired of talking about yeah, this. We, we could talk economics for a long time. Um, there's so much that's been going on while I've been away, and I don't know where else we want to go. Like, there's this Don Matrick news that just yeah, happened Yeah, well, today. let's let's do this, because this is a small one, right? So just today, Don Matrick has it's been announced that he's now Zynga CEO. Yeah, so let's let's for those who don't know, this is the guy who's like I don't remember exactly what his title was, but he was the Xbox guy. He's the one who got up in there. He was the Xbox guy, and actually, and said, this is what we're doing with the Xbox One. Yeah, you can shove it with not liking on online, and then oh wait a minute, okay fine, we'll reverse and do what PS4 is doing and let you just trade games if you I want. I have I have a feeling I don't know. I just can't help envisioning in my head that Mark Pincus right. The Zynga guy, They're watching the news or watching the TV or something, and then he was watching that Matrick interview where Matrick was like, "Well, if some people want to play offline, we have a product for that called the 360." <laughs> and I could just imagine this happening. And Pincus is like, "That's my man. Yeah, that's the one I want to lead our company. We want douchebags. So this guy will be perfect." I mean, yeah. it just sounds like a match made in heaven. Yeah. I don't. I don't actually have any personal feelings toward Matrick. I don't. No, I, I, I don't either. Him. But it just. I mean, it, just... it scares me though that the guy who was involved with setting up Xbox One is also the guy who now runs Zynga. Yeah, because both. I don't want those two people to be the same. No, because both both of those things um, basically smack of like consumer like deception and coercion. So. Yeah, I was not excited to see that news today. Although uh, it was funny because um, I don't know how many people know about Don Matrick's history, but he was the guy who basically made Test Drive the game. Yeah, from like 30 years ago almost. Yeah, like when he was 25 years ago, I guess. More or less. Yeah, I had no idea that that was him until you pulled it up today, right before the show. You're yeah. Like, Wait a minute, he made Test Drive. Yeah. Like the, the so main he's, guy. Hey, you know what? He's got his chops, you know? All right. We'll be back after this. Are you going to find a master of science program in technology that creates thinkers who understand how business works and how to apply the technology? Where else are you going to discover a graduate degree in technology that is customized to meet your objectives? Where else in the Valley, on campus or online, can you study at the only private university that gives you the opportunity to focus in specialized areas like network security, artificial life programming, and game studies, as well as technology management? Where else? Where else but the University of Advancing Technology? UAT's graduate technology program is accelerated. It combines business with technology. It offers the flexibility to adapt quickly to changes that come in high-tech fields. Feed your brain. Lead. Manage. You won't find this innovative environment anywhere else. UAT, the select private university where you'll be fully immersed in technology. The experience is unrivaled. Click UAT.edu. That's UAT.edu. All right, we're back once again. It's Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Sponsored by the University of Advanced Technology, their website is UAT.edu. So. You've been you've been gone for so long that I was all excited to talk about this whole reversal about the Xbox. Yeah, Their now DRM, it just feels like old hat, right? Games, and now it's just it just feels like I, like I'm just I've been living in the normal world for so long that there's not really a lot, whole lot to say about it other than um, I'm glad they're not insane. Yeah. Well, I mean, I could go on to say that it's stupid that they're making this decision. Like they're going, they're choosing 
either all the way over here into crazy town or all the way over here into yesteryear and they could do something in the middle and i have talked about this on the show and i've talked about it on facebook i've said more on facebook actually how they could if they authenticated via disk then they could like if they want like right now they're switching to authenticate only by disk instead of authenticating on the internet they could do both say authenticate over the internet but in the absence of internet authenticate by disk and the only downside to that is that you could potentially have two copies of a game running simultaneously. Yeah, I don't think that they care about anything other than they just want to move it all to their cloud so they could have maximum control over your life. I don't yeah, I don't understand. Anyway, the real um, reasoning behind it. But it's it's stupid because the advantage like ninety nine point nine percent of the time I would be uh in the advantage or, or benefiting from this always online crap because usually my online is working. Usually everything's okay. I would love to not have to get up and be able to change games just because they're all stored on the hard drive. That'd be fantastic. But I want the option where if I don't have the damn internet that I can still use my stuff and they should allow that. But, and everyone's going to be connected online just like they said. Yeah. And every once in a while we get a reminder why one should be distrustful of automatic machinations happening online by themselves. And one of those times was actually last week with the PS3 update. Yeah, the PS3, the thing that updates every two days. Well, I mean, come on. It's, I know it'll feel like every two days for you, but... Literally every time I turn it on... That's because you turn it on every, like, 20 weeks. Yeah. But anyway, here's the funny thing, right? I mean, I have been distrustful of updates ever since, like... Ever. No, not ever. There was a short, in the short halcyon days of computing as a child, there was a period of time where every update was good. Oh, look, this is update. Yeah, I'll get the update. There was, like... You could not even question that something could go wrong or that something can, could be bad about an update. It's like getting free candy. It's just like somebody brought a package to your door. Now, these days with updates, when software is being updated, it's like you get a package and sometimes the package has extra features. Sometimes it's candy. Sometimes it's plastic explosives. Yeah, and it's true. For a number of reasons. Sometimes they do it on purpose. You're like, oh, we're going to update to limit their something. Yeah, so, and other times it's a total accident. Yeah. So what does one do when having faced with uh, multiple examples of updates and every once in a while it's an explosion in your face? You stop updating. Yes. You kind of don't want updates anymore. Exactly. What does Sony do? They update. They so, update all so, the goddamn time. Look, here's the crazy thing. Okay. It was last Tuesday, right? I think it was last Tuesday. No, it might have been the Tuesday before that. Anyway, so I'm, I'm, I'm a skeptical guy, okay? I've been burned, so I don't normally do this. But up until now, I haven't been screwed with a Sony update. So, okay, it's Tuesday evening. I'm like, let's see what's on the PlayStation Store. Oh, look, there's an update. Sure, I'll just press this button. I'll update. I, well, you don't have the option not to update if you want to go to the store. Well, that is also true, right? But I was just like, sure, I'll just update right now. I, they haven't steered me wrong yet. And so it updates and it does its thing. And then as soon as I finish updating, that's when uh, I think I was actually doing like – I was like looking at stories for the show too. And that's when I actually like within like an hour of the update coming online, there's this huge thread on Sony's support uh, forum – Within two hours, there's like 600 posts on there. This update has been bricking people's consoles. I mean, totally bricking. And so they were like, oh. That means it doesn't work. That means it doesn't work. That means that people have been calling support to find out uh, what to do. And, if, and support actually was completely caught off guard. And they were telling some people, like, you have to send it in and it will cost $99 because they didn't know what was going on. And, of course, uh, eventually when they caught wind of uh, this trend, because so many people were complaining about the same thing, they're like, oh, the engineers have gone home for the night, right? So you have to wait at least until tomorrow. And it was a couple days before they kind of diagnosed it. Diagnosed it. Nobody really knows precisely what it is. 
uh, most people are saying it has to do with like if you had your if you're using like an extra size hard drive in your PS3, um, then it had gotten bricked. Anyway, so long story short, it was it was like at least a week before they released another update to supersede the crappy update. And I was actually in a really lame spot because I have three PlayStation 3s and when I have to update one, I have to update all of them and they're not the same PlayStation 3 either. So I was actually really nervous. I actually read about the thread. Okay, now I remember. I read about the thread while I was in the middle of updating. Okay? (laughs) So talk about a tough choice. I'm like, well, should I just let this go and take my chances? I I was fine, but I I was not able to play because, um, well, I mean, I just wanted to make sure I had all my consoles on the same version because they're networked together and stuff and all this other stuff that's not interesting or important. But, I mean, I was out for basically a whole week because of this. I was actually surprised that... Whoa, whoa, whoa. What does that mean you were out a week? Well, I mean, I was out from... I did not play my PlayStation 3 at all. But did it break any of your systems? No, they're not bro- they're not broken. But since I was out of sync on the update version, I didn't want to try and attempt to play with differing differing networked machines with different versions. Who cares? Why would that? I mean, are are you kidding? Work, but... Are you kidding? I am not going to tempt fate with software I do not understand. Okay, <laughs> I've just, learned just my linking them together. Is Listen, not hurt them. I've learned my lesson. Okay, I'm not going to taunt something that i don't know how it works i would not i would not be worried about just connecting them all yeah well famous last words anyway right see you see what updates do to a person see what you see where i am see what's happening they train you not to do it and sony has recognized by the way they've said we get it you don't want as many updates but they never addressed that so far when they talk about the PS4, so we don't actually know well, how the, it's going to handle it. Another thing that I'm, I'm particularly incensed about now is that I actually had to attempt a, multiple times to complete the update when they, after they finally put it up. And even today, right before the show, uh, we couldn't log into the store. When there's some kind of bandwidth problem, it seems like you just, you just get this really like this weird DNS error. And I'm a little incensed that they just don't have proper error handling where they can't just say, look, the traffic's really bad now, right? Instead of like call support or restart your – because support was also a pain in the ass because all they do is they're like, uh, just try restarting a few hours later. How many hours later? A few. How many? I don't know. Just later. Okay. Yeah, I'll agree. They're, they're – um their status or failure messages are pretty pretty crappy on the PlayStation. But – Still, not the end of the world. But it would be nice to just have a maintenance message, right? That would be nice. Hasn't there been a lot of maintenance lately? Like last week? There's been there's been a lot of like, activity going on. Yeah, yeah and there's a, and there's been a lot of blame anonymous. They've been trying to take down the world. Yeah, I don't know. So there's that. Okay, so did you hear about this kid who was playing League of Le- League of Legends and said something stupid online, and now he's in jail? Yeah, you know, I did. So. I, I'm going to say we've all done this. I don't know if we've all done this. We've, no, we've all said something stupid, of course, because how do you learn to not say something stupid? By being told not to do what you just did. Right, after saying something stupid. Yeah, so I am quite a smack talker when it comes to playing online games. I enjoy it. I think it it heats up the the arena of battle, makes people more excited to play and more excited to win when they beat me. And me certainly more excited when I beat them after calling them a twerp during the match or something. So I like the smack talk. And this is not a case of smack talk. It's just a case of saying something stupid. So one guy referred to another guy as insane. I don't understand why, but there's a number of reasons someone might just call someone else insane. And he said something to the effect of, yeah, I'm totally insane. I'll go to a school and shoot up some kids and eat their hearts and uh, like eat their still beating hearts. Um, lol, JK. Right. Yeah. He actually added lines that said lol and JK. For to make kidding. sure, because, you know, on the internet, um, nobody thinks that you could ever be sarcastic unless you put lol yeah, Especially during a game. So some person, some Canadian, according to what I read, yeah. decided that that was a potential terrorist threat. I didn't know this was and, reported by a Canadian. Yeah, this and this was only a few months after that, that Newtown massacre thing. Right, right. 
And so now this kid is actually in jail and he could potentially, and, you know, of course he won't actually get this when push comes to shove, but he could technically get up to like eight years in prison. Yeah. For making and how much, threat. how much money is our government spending? I have no idea. And <laughs> on it's, this, it's ridiculous because you just a little smack talk, a little playful, whatever. Someone else is listening in. And this is why I would, if I have kids, I don't want them playing massively multiplayer games because something like that's it's like no i've got no problem with the game i don't care about you playing with dragons i don't care about you meeting people who might try to molest you online i just care about you saying something stupid and ending up in jail because some asshat decided that you were a terrorist for five minutes and uh yeah i'm just i'm upset by the whole thing yeah I, I, you know what included me i would have probably gone to jail for something I i'm a online. big fan of due diligence and not overreacting i'm a huge fan of that i'm a huge fan of thinking and looking and maybe talking to somebody and figuring out it is before you go full retard. Yeah. And that's that's what happened here. So anyway, I certainly hope the kid uh, gets let off and does not have to spend more time in jail, but that's where he is now, or at least was when I read the article. Yeah. There was a quote from his dad and his dad's on his side. He was like, he's just a stupid teenager. You didn't even know. Like, he doesn't even listen to the news. Yeah. Like, he, he doesn't even know about Newtown. He doesn't even know. Yeah. Good Lord. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, we will be back next week and all of the weeks thereafter. Uh, if you have any questions for us, post them on our Facebook page, send them to us in an email. All that stuff is on our website, chatterboxgameshow.com. Good night, guys. You've been listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info and the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember, all your base are belong to us.